there's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux! For another episode of Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. You're listening here on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. It's Monday, October 31st. It's Halloween. Woo, spooky. Uh, this is co-host Tom. I'm here, with, as always, with my good buddy, co-host Randy. This is Season 5, Episode 5, an episode we're calling The Cullimore, a.k.a. Cauliflower, a.k.a. Jason Cullimore, a uh, sturdy old defenseman from the 90s and uh, through to the 2000s. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here with co-host Randy. And Randy, last week we kind of, I think it was last week, we touched on personalized goal songs. If you had to have a song go off every time you lit the lamp, what's it going to be? What's your personal goal song i don't think we kind of covered that part of it yeah we did Curious. actually. <laughs> oh we did oh yeah, i said sabotage oh you did <laughs> it's all but coming hey, back to me now but hey if, uh, if we're gonna go for the whole can con uh you know aspect yeah. of things maybe i'd throw in like slow and money city maniacs or something like that perfect you know, that's just for the just for the can con yeah yeah and uh, that would be a really good one actually that would get the fans uh really going um Okay, well, now we know. <laughs> For sure, we know. <laughs> We've covered that. Um, Randy, uh, cauliflower, do you like it? I, I love cauliflower, actually. Ron okay, and, and Jason you know, Cullimore, did you like him? Well, if you think back to the mid-'90s, that's when the Jets were battling the Canucks quite often, and I prob- at the time, I probably didn't enjoy his presence. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the big picture now, uh, actually, just like looking back at his as at his career, I didn't realize he played this long, and I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had, you know, a, a handful of uh, cauliflower hockey cards in my collection. I I would have yeah. to say, yeah, I think his rookie card probably for sure, and uh, it just kind of seems like one of those um upper deck cards like from the draft, and like they're wearing those weird hats that are like on top of their hair, you know, right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of seems like, like it'd be in that era, but, uh, but no, I, I like cauliflower, the vegetable and hockey player. Yeah. He was, so he was drafted in the second round 29th overall. So that's interesting that, you know, the 29th overall could be the second round back in those days, there was 20 team, 21 teams, 30, there was, you know, obviously less than 29 teams. That year, um, where there was uh, 22 picks in the first round. So he went uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven picks into the second round. Okay. So this is the 1991 draft we're talking about, listeners. Sorry about that. But yeah, Jason Colomar. So he spent a 15-year career in the NHL, 812 games, scored 26 goals in those uh, 15 years, added 85 assists for 111 career total points, 704 
uh, career PIMS, and he was a minus 45 on the career. Um, so as we know, uh, and, and here's the other thing. So he did win a Stanley Cup with Tampa in 2004 when they played the Flames in that uh, legendary series. Um, he wore a few different numbers in his career. He wasn't always number five, but he wore number five with Chicago for about you know, six years. He wore number five with Tampa for about, you know, five plus years, eight years, whatever it was he was in Tampa. So number five is kind of his number, but he, you know, he, he had a couple other numbers cause he was a bit of a journeyman, uh, you know, seven years with Tampa. Uh, that was where he spent the bulk of his career, 408 games. He had three years in Chicago for 155 games, played 133 games in Florida for the Panthers and then there were stops yeah, in Vancouver, like you mentioned. He, he only played 64 games for Vancouver and then uh, 52 games for Montreal. And he capped his career off with a little stint in Germany playing uh, over there for the Iserlohn Roosters. I like that name, team name, the Roosters. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough roosters in hockey, that's for no. sure. <laughs> no, it could could be more roosters. Um, another funny team name that he played for, he, he spent a little while in the AHL for Chicago's affiliate, and they were called the Rockford Ice Hogs. I mean, I was still just around. That. Still around, yeah. I just think it's a funny name, the Ice Hogs. I don't even know. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's just, just a pig put, that plays hockey, I guess. Just put ice in front of anything, and it's, you got yourself <laughs> it's a, hockey. a hockey team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Ice Roosters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go, the Ice Roosters. Best, uh, folks, if you're out there trying to name a team, feel free to use Ice Roosters. Or um, hey, if you're the Winnipeg Ice, just go with ice. Add Roosters. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I guess the Winnipeg Ice kind of just were like, we don't need an animal. We're just ice. Um, their logo is like a Sasquatch or something, though, or yeah. a Yeti, you know, that kind of guy. Um, the abominable snowman, whatever. Anywho, Randy, let's talk a little bit of Jets off the hop here. Uh, Hold on. I, I want to okay. call an audible here. I just yes. kind of went off on a little uh, side sidetrack here when we were talking about the draft. Uh, here on Hockey DB, our, our wonderful partners and sponsors of the show. Um, I always like looking at the draft and then like see who the Jets drafted that year and then see who who they could have had. Who they could have drafted. Yeah, yeah. So like in '91, the year that Jason Cullimore was drafted in the second round, um, drafted first overall was Eric Lindros. Uh, okay, then, that was yeah, that draft, right? Yeah, yeah. Pat Falloon and Scott Niedermeyer. Uh, that's yeah. why I think Cullimore had that card, like. You yeah, know, they all I, had. I, just, yeah. <laughs> I can picture it a hundred percent. I'm gonna see if I can find it later. But anyways, um, the Jets drafted defenseman Aaron Ward, who has gone on to like a broadcast oh, career. Yeah, I didn't uh, know he was a Jets draftee. I always thought he was like a Leaf or something. Uh, but right after uh, uh, Aaron Ward was Peter Forsberg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so close. Yeah, that's like imagine. Imagine if Forsberg and Solani had been playing together for the Jets. Yeah. They still would have ended up in Phoenix, I'm sure, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, anyways, that's just a little we got we got a we've talked about that briefly about doing a little segment where yeah, who if the Jets would have picked this. And then also you had uh, Kovalev and Marcus Naslund drafted a few spots behind, so Really? Kovalev was drafted in 91, huh? What, what could have been? But anyways, let's talk about the Jets of today. Yeah, sure. 
And, and I will just tell you, listeners, coming up a little bit later in the show, we've got a, a special guest. We're going to talk about some unheralded players who you probably aren't watching, but maybe should be. So that'll be coming up in just a little while on the show. But let's before we get to all that, we'll talk about the Jets of today because um, they are on a bit of a, a heater, a mini heater. If they win tonight, we're recording here on Sunday. Uh, excuse me. And if they win tonight, they'll be, would you say, tied for first in the Central? No, they'll they'll overtake Dallas for first okay. in the Central. So R- Randy and Tom in the future, uh, <laughs> congratulations or <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. <laughs> but yeah, so they – you know, we'll get into this a little bit here, but a bit of a surprising start for maybe people who are on the outside of the Jets looking in that, you know, I think, I think Jets fans, we know, we look at our team and we're like, yeah, yeah, I think there's like a decent team. They just, they've had, they've been in, in disarray for the last couple of years, but the, the pieces are kind of there. And actually so far this season, they're getting a lot of like depth scoring, which has been missing in previous years. The coaching staff has been playing the like bottom six regularly, like, you know, even late shifts in the game kind of thing. Uh, um, there's a little, it looks like, you know, there's a little bit more structure to the game. Although I think consistency maybe isn't there yet. Um, <clears throat> so on this, on this road trip they're on right now, they, they, they played LA Phoenix and uh, they're playing Vegas tonight. Um, am I missing any or is it just a three gamer like that? But the, the, the LA game was a come from behind victory down multiple goals. The Phoenix game, they were down a couple goals come from behind victory. It's actually the first time in jets 2.0 history that they've come from behind in back-to-back games. They've come from behind of multiple goals in back-to-back games. So kind of a fun fact. So they got, they got a little bit of, you know, Never say die going on there, and uh, and then prior to that was uh, the four nothing win uh, over St. Louis at home, which right. was, a gr- was a great game. So that was like a clinic. And yeah. actually, since that game, St. Louis went into that game unbeaten. Since that game, St. Louis has been uh, yeah. stinking. They've like they got lit up by uh, Montreal last night yeah. uh, on Hockey Night in Canada. Um, anyway, but not, uh, not not a good look, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Bennington, that one's on you. Um, <laughs> although he wasn't playing against the Jets, but he played last night and he allowed six goals. And then Dvorak put the empty netter in for the hat trick. Uh, Montreal won seven four. Um, but yeah, no, like the Jets, like you, like I said, we're we're sort of seeing scoring throughout the lineup. Kyle Connor, we're eight games. He, he's eight games in. Kyle Connor has one goal and three assists. Not great for my fantasy team because I picked him with my second pick. Uh, you know, in the, in my fantasy draft. Um, but, you know, for the Jets, they're getting scoring elsewhere. You know, you got to think Connor's going to start scoring eventually. It's going to come. But, but who, who who's kind of like been, I don't know about surprising to you, but like who, who's your like, you know, who are you championing, championing right now from the Jets, Jets, can't even talk, Jets depths. Well, I I think it's more of like a by committee, uh, yeah. Like you mentioned, like scoring from all the lines. Also, 
like Mark Shifley has six goals, but he has zero assists. Yeah. <laughs> like he's on pace for a Cy Young win here. Cy Young award. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and Nikolai Ehlers, you know, he's been out for a few games. Uh, I think he's on this road trip. I'm not sure if he's getting in tonight or not. Yeah, on the road trip, not playing. I think he's only played two games so far. Yeah. Um, I think you know Perfetti had a you know he's looking good. Um, yeah, he had a point streak of four or five games there for a bit. I noticed in the back half of the Phoenix game or Arizona, whatever they're called, doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. That it was Perfetti, Wheeler, and Shifley. Um, uh, they switched up the lines a little bit. Um, you know, Neil Pionk scoring goals. Uh, yeah, from the point. Uh, I yep. think uh, Morrissey is leading the team in points. Uh, he is. He's got eight assists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler <laughs> scored the OT winner there on a great pay- play by PLD to force that turnover at the blue line. Yeah, that you was know, really I, nice. I, you know, I think it's just, and Adam Lowry. You know, like everyone's yeah, kind of chipping in. Uh, Sam Gagne has has scored some clutch goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, like I, you could say all this is happening too with. Uh, Rick Bonus uh, not behind the bench, you know, he's still kind of I guess feeling the effects of of being uh under the weather there. But um we're approaching like the 10 game mark here in the season and you know uh optimistically right now the Jets are 5 and 3, you know, they could potentially be 7 and 3 after 10. I if but, you yeah. if you asked me at the start of the season, we might have even talked about this. I would have kind of guessed like a 5 and 4 at five, four, and one record or something after 10 was kind of what I would, yeah, like would have 500 or something. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think they play, um, like they got Vegas tonight, and then I think they're at home to sh- to Montreal this week. Yeah. Montreal's their next home game. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's not, you know, that's not a, a gimme. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what's happened because just like all the other years with the Jets, um, you feel like it's just like, oh, they're on the, you know, brink of this. And it's like, w- like they win two more and, you know, like they're up near the top of the Western Conference and they've won five in a row and they're just buzzing. Or does the buzz just die tonight and they like lay an egg against Vegas? You know, right. So we'll see what happens. I think a team that is surprising some folks in a good way right now is, is uh, Philadelphia, who, I mean, Believe it or not, Philadelphia is second in the Eastern Conference. Now they're tied with Carolina and Florida with 11 points. We're only eight games in, nine games in. But Philadelphia, people were like, no, this is not a good team. You know, (laughs) John Tortorella comes in all of a sudden, you know. But Carter Hart, he's the guy that's been playing lights out for Philly. And he's... uh, you know, coming off a couple of really rough seasons. He's a young, young goalie, but he's showed so much promise early in his career, a couple rough years. I mean, who knows why? Uh, but now he's kind of right back where he, you know, he's he's looking very, very good. And Philly is five wins, two losses, one OTL. Um, so. Well, yeah, Car- Carter Hart is uh Five wins, zero losses, one overtime loss with a nine thirty eight mm-hmm. uh, save percentage. Nine thirty eight. That's wild. Yeah. Like, is that sustainable the whole year? No, but I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, and you have to like, you know, he was uh, 
highly touted and you know there was a lot of expectations on him coming into the league and maybe he just needed a couple years to kind of get some experience and this is now the Carter Hart that everyone's going to kind of get used to um, for sure and you know he's a guy I think when we look at team Canada goalies and the coming down the pipeline for the World Cup maybe uh Carter Hart's a guy that might get the old uh nod um he wears number 79 so that's uh interesting a weird goalie number but hey yeah. anyway um speaking of the flyers we're going to throw to a song right now and then on the other side of that song we'll come back we'll be talking to our uh, our uh, special guest with our special segment coming right up but we're going to throw to a song this is some classic cancon here randy this is um a band called change of heart i knew that it was like something hockey related to this music video and i found it on youtube and their bass players rocking uh flyers jersey so maybe he's the reason why they're having a great season so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's right so for the all the flyers fans out there this is little kingdoms by change of heart
All right, that was Little Kingdoms by Change of Heart, and we're here joined by Vince for our new segment, which we're calling Talking, Watching Hockey, and uh, with Vince. And Vince is kind of uh, a, a friend of ours, a hockey watching, hockey talking, hockey playing friend. And Vince came to us with this idea that we really liked, and it's about um, kind of, some of it's going to be about, you know, unique players to sort of keep an eye on maybe that aren't, necessarily in the spotlight fly under the radar that kind of thing but also just like the interesting like angle on 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 watching hockey so vince uh how you doing and uh, welcome to the show thanks a lot guys yeah um i think um when i pitched it it was kind of i was watching a devil's ducks game on a tuesday night <laughs> just to explain i watch it on my phone i look at matchups i kind of have ad like ADHD, I like watch like five minutes of a game and then I'll switch to five minutes of another game. I'm never a whole game sort of sort of person and I like I like thinking about trends. I listen to a lot of hockey media, so then I'm like, what are they talking about? Why are they saying that? Is that actually true? If I watched a game, would this be somebody who say American like Elliot Friedman on 31 Thoughts, 32 Thoughts now. If they mention somebody and I watch them, I'm like, does that make sense to me? I, I like thinking about that. And so I watch hockey that way, and I'm watching this game, and I'm like, hey, I've talked to Tom, I've talked to Randy, they've talked about their show, they've talked about some ideas. Why don't I pitch this idea and we kind of see how it goes? So, so take us through, like, we'll keep kind of big picture idea right now, but take us through what we're going to see and hear from from your segments moving forward. Sometimes I will just watch one player. So like, say if somebody's talking about, okay, Mike Hoffman's now with Montreal and they use, you know, people are talking about how they use him on the power play. I might just watch Mike Hoffman to see, like he once was a promising player, had some stuff go on in Ottawa, goes to Florida, like what's going on? You yeah, know, you, he was a guy you could count on for 20, 30 goals. Yeah, for a and while it's just there. like, what, what's going on? You know, you hear this off season and somebody has like a, a contract or they're representing themselves like an Anthony Duclair and they represent themselves to get less money. And you're like, oh, I wonder how he's doing. So like, I, I'll watch a game just just to watch that player. Top draft picks, I might just watch them. I'll see how like Lafreniere, Capocacco, like, for high draft picks, they're not blazing, the, like, blowing the league away, the way that we see Connor McDavid, or we think that, like, um, like oh, I, I lost his name. The new, the new boy. Uh, Connor Bedard. Bedard. Connor Bedard, yeah. yeah. It's an old man syndrome, lost his <laughs> name. But, like, how Connor Bedard, how we imagine Connor Bedard's going to. And so, like, what, wh like, wh how many minutes are they getting? What are they doing? Like, are they making it? Should they be somewhere else? So I kind of look at it that way. Cool. So for, uh, for upcoming segments where we continue to delve into this, we'll, we'll probably be sort of talking about players who, um, you know, maybe, maybe we've been hearing about then that, that, uh, that aren't necessarily producing and why, or vice versa, maybe players that we never hear about who are producing and, and where did they come from? Yeah, or even like just like a player that represents something interesting in the league or what I might find interesting in the league or a concept of like, of like, here's a player, they're part of this larger thing. 
is this going to work? What do you guys think about it? So it might be a lot of like me bringing something up and asking you questions, like just to kind of generate discussion. So one more question and we'll get into talking about what's happening so far this season. Um, you talked about <clears throat> the way that you watch hockey. It's on your phone uh, with the package. Among some of our uh, WhatsApp conversations, we have got into the d uh, discussions on how are you watching hockey? What package did you buy roughly nine, ten games into the season? What what are you using to, to watch hockey and, and how are you finding it working so far? So I'm exploring Sportsnet, like the Sportsnet Now premium. So I get most of the games outside of the one thing that will be interesting is I don't watch a lot of Jets games because they block them out. We still, NHL is still, is they still, their television is like, Unless it's a national game, and they're gonna they'll, have, they'll block the region. Sportsnet Premium, uh, yeah. yeah. If it's the Jets, uh, I won't see it. It'll be on but, TSN. But will 3. they black out, say, like a Canucks Flames game or something? No, like because that? I'm not in the region, so it's it's all like so. So that's I used to like I used to stream just based on like what I could find on Reddit or just like any sort of like. And I'm finding that those that's a little bit tighter. Like Sports Surge is there, but I just find that like I'm not always getting. They don't have the same sort of feeds that I used to do with the old NHL Reddit yeah. feed. So one, I'm one thing I keep seeing on social media and Reddit and whatever is just like how the NHL is so far behind in making their product accessible in a way that is like that people want. Like especially this year, I think with Sportsnet taking over the NHL, what it used to be NHL package or whatever it was called. And, and it's just like, people are so frustrated because yeah, the illegal streams aren't necessarily as plentiful or as good anymore because it's been cracked down on quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, and I always found that with like the TSN would have things locked down. Like if I wanted to watch the World Juniors, like I can't find, like it's, it's really difficult to find a feed or find a feed that works. It doesn't lead you to some sort of like sign up for the free membership and you're just like, no, I'm not signing anything, you know, like, and so then, and I think you also just like, yeah, you need a VPN, you need some, some blocker stuff. And if you're going on the cheap, then you're not doing it. The one thing I found with the game center that I don't find with Sportsnet now, the premium package is the real, is how to back search games. So like, I would like, if I was like listening to somebody and they're like, did you watch that Capitals like Minnesota Wild game from last Tuesday? And I hadn't like on the Game Center app, I could find it yeah. and watch it, you know, and it's like, well, you know the score. But I'm like, no, like mm -hmm. like something happened there, you know, like if there was an event or if there was a goal or if there was like a period or a sequence or this player just played amazing I could find that and go through that, and I, I don't I don't think I can do that now with the... Well, I haven't fully explored it. It's highly likely you're the only one wanting to watch a game from two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just what happened. It, like, that's the thing. When it's on your phone, it's so yeah. readily available. You're like, oh, I'm going to watch, like, ten minutes of this, like, wild Capitals game. And it's just like, like you just get to see some players in different play that that you kind of enjoy. Well, one more comment about hockey watching, uh, and then we'll move on to some specifics here. But friend of the show, Keebler, uh, he, he's on tour right now, and uh, he 
has TSN, but he's on the road and he was in Vancouver trying to watch the Jets game on TSN 3 and it was blacked out for him like to watch it on Shaw at home on his own thing and he he paid for it. So how does that make sense? <laughs> I know, right? That actually happened to me. Uh, I wasn't out on tour in Vancouver. I was I was in Winnipeg, uh, which I've done before, but like, yeah, I tried to bring it up on my phone. I pay for the Shaw package and it was it was like, no, you have to watch this at home on your TV. And I, but, so I don't remember the specifics, but anyway. Let's, well, that um, that oh. kind of fits into my first thing. It's just like how the NHL does business. Yeah. And it's just like this aspect of like, there's, their ownership is still concer- so concerned about bums and seats and making money that, that how they present their package on television isn't, you know, it isn't like the sort of same like, the big topic of those like interactive boards, right? And some of the glitches that you might see if you're watching an American feed more than an American feed, you're like people disappearing in like a, a state farm ad on the boards, you know? And it's just like, and it's like, well, the NHL is concerned about people in seats and making money that, that the TV audience will suffer a little bit because that's not, not really where they're concerning. So my first one isn't actually a player. It's actually just looking at the standings and being like, Minnesota's four and four, Tampa Bay is five and four, St. Louis is three and four, Toronto is four and four, like teams that are- All the teams that people were really talking up. Well, Colorado's out of the playoffs right now, right? Like, and it's just like these teams that you expect that would be good, that, that would be good for the league for Tampa Bay to be on a cup run, to be like, can they go back for a fourth one? Like these, like when we think about our youth, we think about Calgary Flames, or we think about the Edmonton Oilers. We th- you go back further, it's like the Islanders, like Pittsburgh, you know, um, Montreal Canadiens. Like you think about these dynasties, and the salary cap is something that like is creating parity. It's been stagnant, so teams have teams are like they're missing. Like you have to be very good to and build lucky. a and lucky to get a good to get those like both economic values on the third and fourth line. And the thing is, it's made up. The salary cap is like completely made up and it's just based on like the owners wanting the players to pay back the money that they owe from the pandemic because they weren't 50-50. They got their salaries, but they weren't generating that revenue. And because it's tied to 50-50, they're like, we're gonna have a flat cap. But doing that, they might actually hinder the amount of money that they can make. So sure, the players will pay that money back that they owe, but the overall, the product is suffering because instead of having an $84 million cap, they're having an $80 million flat cap. And teams like Colorado, Toronto, Tampa Bay, um, St. Louis that just a few years ago were in the cup, like they're all shedding salary, like trying to, trying to work on the margins and tinkering of who their third and fourth line could be. Well, then, not that this is a Stanley Cup contender, but the Winnipeg Jets haven't had a sellout in, well, they had one sellout in, what, two years? Mm. You know, like, bringing in a high-end player or, or, you know, you know, they're spending the cap right now, but, like, that's what the Jets need to do is, like, you know, they need to spend money to kind of make money, and you're right, the flat cap kind of gets in the way of that. Well, and it was also planning and growth, right? So, like, so a Wheeler cap... A, a Wheeler contract is bad, but it's not 
terrible if the cap goes up, right? Like if you can, you yeah, can be like- The percentage of his hit against the cap isn't as much if, if the cap rises $3 million or whatever. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of teams that are in that pickle. Minnesota had to get rid of a bunch of guys. I mean, they haven't won a cup ever. And, but they, over the last couple of years have been a very good team. And now, you know, they've gotten off to a pretty slow start a lot of talk about the goaltending situation there but uh you know they're not the only team in that situation basically yeah um so vince let's uh let's um talk about a couple players maybe that you've had your eye on or who you're who you're thinking about these days uh who's on your mind vince <laughs> when we're talking watching hockey here well so my first one is like kind of like one of those like storybook cap casualties a sane contract. He's got, I think he's got like five years left on his contract, something like 11. that. 11.5 million a year. Yeah, 5.5 base salary this year, but it's like, it's a, it's bonus driven. And so he's having a good year. He's got six goals, he's got five assists, and he might be wearing the best jerseys in the NHL right now. Those so you like say, those teal? Those San Jose <laughs> jerseys are beautiful. I, I call them. It's the pants. And the pants are teal as well? Yeah. So it's full it's teal. A, it's a full teal. If they went teal skates, like you just like. I call them, a couple years ago on the show, the first year, maybe the second year we were doing the show, I accidentally called them, not accidentally, but I, it just came out. I called them the Teal Tigers of the Sea. Yeah, yeah. And then ever since in my mind, that's what they've been. Oh, that, that new jersey, like the, the new, like the ones they brought out this year, it's just <laughs> fabulous. And it's like, some of it is just like that simple lines, like, like just like not having the gray and the black anymore, just having the white. And it's just like, yeah. it looks perfect. And Eric Carlson, nice looking skater. He's had that wonderful like breakaway move you know, on Toronto. Even yesterday against uh, Tampa Bay, I watched that game in the afternoon. Uh, I think his goal, uh, San Jose ended up losing, but I think he scored the third goal for San Jose. He just walked in uh, and he sniped it like top corner. Like he's playing with confidence again. I think he's probably uh, ignoring the haters because there was quite a few of them over the past couple of years. But uh, also, um, you mentioned six goals, five assists. Uh, like right now, Mark Scheifele has six goals, zero assists. So like, he, Carlson is up near the top of the league right now with goals, and he's a defenseman. Well, in a team like San Jose that's looking to like rebuild, yeah, nobody's given them the time of day to win win this year. You know, right? What I mean? So if they retain portions of the salary, say they retain half his salary for the next five years, and they're just like, okay, we're going to rebuild. Every game we lose, we're gonna like, I know we signed Timo Meyer, but we have, you know, I know we signed Thomas Hurdle, but we just have to start moving players. They retain salary, like a guy like Eric Carlson. could bring back a haul. Well, well not just like be very good for a team that wants to win. With right? cup aspirations. Yeah. Well, think about what Ottawa got. He's been in San Jose. This is his fifth season in San Jose. That's kind of crazy to me. But he, remember what, you know, like the stuff he brought, what he brought Ottawa when when he was traded, they got a good return for him, and I mean, San Jose, like you just mentioned, rebuilding team, they have to probably think about. He's 32 years old. Does he want to spend the rest of his remaining contract on the Sharks? You know, like, or could he fit in with the Rangers? Should San Jose decide to hold on to some money or whatever? So the next one is like, we talked about New Jersey. I'm watching this. 
Ducks game, Ducks New Jersey game, and Jesper Bratt just like skates around. He's this little water bug. The goal that he scored today from the cross, like cross the rink pass, Jack Hughes comes in, holds it for a second, top of the circle, and just passes it across. And it's like the slap shot that Jesper Bratt puts in the net in their 7-1 win over Columbus today. It's just like, he's a guy that I like straight up watched him when I was coming up with this uh, concept it was Jesper Bratt was like the poster boy of like I don't even know his name I don't know where he's from you know like he's just a good player that I think people need to watch okay take it take us through the rest of your list there this one is a little bit controversial it's just the it's the Connor Hellebuck show I just want to point out here I think this year Jets fans like Connor Hellebuck. I think last year, Jets fans didn't like Connor Hellebuck. Last year, he was top 10 in goals expected. He was taking away goals from other teams. But people thought he was trash. But the team in front of him was actually the trash. Right. It's like, what a defensive system makes. This year, right now, it's like short sample size, eight games, he's 16th. You know, like he's just an average run in the mill, stopping goals. But he's just, he's not, he's not top 10. People love him. People are like, he's like, he wins the game, you know, and it's all about wins and defensive systems. And it's like, here's a guy that when you look at, like, people might not like analytics, but if you look like underlying numbers, something like goals, like, expected goals on a goalie and who's in the top who's in the pluses and who's in the negatives it's not the perfect stat but it kind of like all the good goalies that you thought from last year they're all in the top 10 and then there's Connor Hollebuck that like Jets fans were like play Comrie play Comrie for me for me with goalies save percentage is still king that's the number that really tells me most of what I need to know about but not team save percentage like just straight up goalie save percentage just like per, for save a goalie yeah yeah like so Hellebuck at this point of the year six starts he's 925 yeah so I mean and league average is using 918 or something yeah 911 918 yeah, yeah. Uh, 910 uh, two minute warning here two minute warning oh I can do my last one okay I lived in Montreal for a little while look at the Montreal Canadiens they're overachieving right now and I just look at a guy like Caden, Caden Gooley is going to be a number one defenseman. I look at that defense core, Harris, Jacques Guy or whatever with the big hands, Wi-Fi, pumping people in the head with those big mitts. And you just like, you look at the forwards, the forward depth for the Canadians, it's a good depth. Like they have good players. They have players that can be like top nine players, like a Gallagher could be on a f- top line or the third line. Anderson, Hoffman, like Kobe, like Kirby Dak, Monahan's kind of Dadanov, and then you've got like Suzuki and Caulfield who are doing what you thought they would do. And the whole thing is just like they have this young defense. Who knows what they're going to do? They're going to lose games. I'm a Detroit fan, so I know what like young defense can do. They can lose games, but right now they look good. And Caden Gooley is going to be a number one defenseman sometime, and he's one of those young guys. Drafted 16th overall in 2020, so it's like it's not many years later. Is, is that your full list? That's my full list. Okay, I got one thing to do, and then I'll throw it back to Tommy. But just for the record, so uh, Vinny brought notes. 
like actual physical pieces of paper here, and I think he's done more research than we've done in all five seasons of the show. <laughs> Who was the intern? I actually uh, have an intern. Okay, so I got one last thing. I got a, I got a presentation here to make. So you just mentioned Detroit defenseman. Your your pay for the show today is a Morris Cider hockey uh, oh, card. So. I'm so so in Grad League. I like I picked my number. I'm like okay. I'm going to be like, like I liked Sergachev. I because he was a Montreal draft beat, draft pick. I watched him in the Memorial Cup that year. They traded him away. I watched him for Tampa Bay, and I'm like okay. I'm going to be 98. And I was like. Why didn't I pick Morris Cider? Fifty-three. <laughs> I'm a Detroit fan, but Morris Cider. I hardly know her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I was just gonna say about Caden uh, Gooley, just to rub it in the salt in the wounds of Toronto fans. You could have had him. Yeah. <laughs> they drafted uh, Rodin Amiarinov or something in, yeah, in front that, of. In and front he's the of one Katie that just Gooley. like he has the health concerns. He right? does. Yeah. But I mean, like, when you look at Toronto and you think. What does this team need? Defensemen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anywho. And Eric Carlson, maybe. Okay, Vinny, we're going to uh, wrap up the segment here, and we're going to get you to uh, throw to a song. Uh, so I just wanted to say to the listeners, thank you for tuning in to the first installment of Talk and Watch and Hockey with Vinny. And uh, what's your song choice? So a week ago, I saw Greg McPherson. Didn't play this song. He was at the Goodwill Social Club. And he, it's one of my, I like this song by him. It's the day the water dried up from the taps. Walk beside the old train station. We look inside the storefront windows. There wasn't anybody in there. There wasn't anybody in there. There wasn't anybody on the street. Mid afternoon, late July. The sun was burning on the parks, the trees were silent A thousand years of thinking hard and writing none of it down The street, a water main breaking On the roof, alcohol and something hard The day the water dried up from the taps All of fear and aggravation The day the water dried up from the taps On the street of conversation Street of conversation, foul language in a muscle car. There wasn't anybody in there. There wasn't anybody in there. There wasn't anybody on the street. Flashing my teeth, flashing lights. The sun was burning on the parks. The trees were silent. A thousand years of thinking hard and writing none of it down. The street, a water main breaking on the roof, alcohol and something hard. The day the water dried up from the taps, all the fear and aggravation. The day the water dried up from the taps, on the street of conversation.
right. Thanks, Vince. Great chatting. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Now let's head on over to the Garage League uh, studios and uh, check in with the uh, media outlet for Garage League, uh, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It's co-host Tom and Randy. Uh, Garage League, Randy, uh, week four, I think, was it? Or week three just wrapped up. Week three, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had a full slate of games on, uh, which is, you know, two different games. They got four teams. So (laughs) (laughs) schedule's jam-packed. Yeah, a little different than, you know, the full night of hockey on the NHL, (laughs) you know, when, you know, there's, you know, 15 games going on or whatever, 16 games. Yeah. So I just, I just checked the uh, website here and uh, the standings, stats, uh, media, all coming soon. So stand by. Uh, <laughs> interns yeah, on that, yeah. I'm sure. Just about to hit the uh, the big red button and to publish it all, you know. We're, yeah, we're right. There. Oh, I'm getting word here. We've got a player standing by uh, rinkside for an interview. Let's go there now. Okay, I'm uh, rinkside here post-game with number 12, um, Aaron Levere. Aaron, uh, very close game, 2-1 overtime victory for your side. Uh, what did you see on the winning goal? Uh, hard-fought battle on both sides. I think both teams were uh, were very close. We had a controversial disallowed goal from your team. Uh, and just luckily we potted that one. So uh, it could have gone either way. Yeah, uh, I think um, a bad change on Teppo Luminans and uh, <laughs> and uh, Eaton Harris found himself all alone in front of the net and, and he buried. You can't give him that much time and space. No, you can't. Yeah, he had he had the time to make his moves and he can do it. So uh, you're three games in now. Uh, how's the team gelling? Tell us a little bit about uh, your team. What's going on in the locker room? Uh, the vibes, uh, who's doing what? Well, the vibes can be better. Uh, both sides of the ice, both every team we play, uh, it's, it's all feeling like a real hockey community. Uh, feeling a bit like we're reclaiming the real culture of hockey, what it's about, and uh, all here for the right reasons. Very nice. Uh, Aaron, um, let's go with uh, the last question here. I just want to hear um, on your from your perspective, uh, how was your game? Uh, did you feel <laughs> like you had a good handle on the puck? Were you able to use your speed to burn the, down the wing? Uh, <laughs> How'd you feel out there? I don't think I got by anybody once, <laughs> unless they were on the ice, <laughs> flat on their back. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you know, you're reclaiming part of your youthful uh, spirit too. The spirit's there. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit's there. The legs, maybe not as much. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> right on. Thanks for uh, joining. Go celebrate with your team. Okay, right on. Thanks, Tom. All right, uh, back to you, boys, in the studio. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Great. Thanks, Aaron. So that was Aaron Levere, number twelve of the uh, Granny Sweets team. Uh, of the Garage League, the GHL, of course, in that G- game. GLH, GLH. GLH, Garage League of Hockey. My yeah. bad, sorry. Um, uh, so, yeah, of course, in that game, the Granny Suites uh, won 2-1 to one in overtime against our team, the Tepo, Tempo Aluminums, and controversial uh, in a way, Randy. If you think back to it, um, you know, we had – the bulk of the play in the overtime started the overtime with a power play, uh, moved the puck around really, really well. Uh, and then uh, Glenn Friesen put the biscuit in the basket, but it was called off because the goalie knocked the net off on the, it was Glenn had one whack 
goalie made the save. And on the second whack, the goalie knocked it off. The puck went in. Uh, ref called it no goal. Very controversial. Uh, way she goes. Play carries on or, or face off, whatever. No, uh, uh, what? Yes, I guess so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and because no, I just remember because they were did we did we then switch to three on three after that we must have. Yeah, it yeah, must yeah. have. Yeah. yeah, it must have. Uh, after the face off, the penalty was over, so it went to three on three, and then you know play carried on back and forth a little bit, and then uh, and then the uh, Granny Sweets ended up scoring on uh, I don't know a bit of a bad line change on our team, um, and then uh, they had. Uh, one of their better players, Eaton Harris, left alone right in front of the net with all the time in the world to sort of, you know, uh, dig our goalie out. So Pip Skid, our goalie, played a heck of a game. Uh, lots of saves, both goalies. I mean, it was a two-one game. Uh, so it was there was there were chances both ways. Goalies played really well, and um, it's so that was our second overtime loss. We're just talking tempo aluminums here, folks. <laughs> we're we're yet to hit the win column on the uh, spreadsheet. There we're o one and two two OTLs. Um, you got to think a win is coming soon, Randy. It's it's got to happen, yeah, right? <laughs> it's got to happen. Also, uh, it is a long season, you know. Like yeah. uh, we're only in week three, and you know we're gonna see these same teams a few times. So <laughs> we'll get to know each other quite well by uh, the yeah. end of this winter. Yeah, for sure. And despite the fact that we're uh, still searching for that first win. I would think the tempo aluminum vibrations are very, very positive. Uh, it's just been announced via the team's uh, social media <laughs> that there's a new uh, player of the game award, I guess you would call it. Um, Pat Lazo has painted up. Uh, Pat Lazo, noted uh, Winnipeg artist, has painted up a uh, beautiful looking little well, painting homage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that <laughs> An homage to Tempo Numinum and aluminum foil and, so, and Tempo, the, ga the and gas, tempo the gas yeah. station. So yeah. it's really covering all the bases. Yeah. Uh, multi, um, multi levels here with our hockey team. Yeah. That's we're, right. we're not uh, a one trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anything else on GLH that we should touch on before we kind of head out for the, the day here? Well, I guess just things to maybe look out for, like you mentioned, the the, the website's due for, uh, you know, some updating coming shortly. Um, I was just chatting with Andrew from Sucrum's Brewing Company on the weekend, and he's going to make a few special appearances, uh, dropping the puck. Uh, oh, Beautiful. One night coming up soon. Ceremonial. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's talks of uh, of some um, doubleheader uh, garage league nights coming up in the in the new year. Um, you know, some other uh, league bonding league parties coming soon. Uh, oh, and also the uh, Sucrums Garage League Player of the Week gets announced every Monday on the Garage League Instagram. So make sure you check in for that and maybe nice, one yeah. day you will be the player of the week. Yeah. And if, if you're following garage league on Instagram, also follow our show and vice versa. So we're talking hockey podcast on Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah, garage league of hockey, I guess it is on Instagram yeah. and, uh, uh, yeah, make sure to follow along. So 
um, we're going to go out on a tune that is uh, kind of an in- the inspiration in a way for our team or whatever. It goes very hand in hand with the Tempo Aluminums. Uh, this is a song that's basically, it's a Harlequin song called Innocence, but they changed the words around and it's called Numenin. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and it appeared, uh, I guess, probably this would have been very early 90s. Uh, on a compilation called Winnipeg Rock Hockey. No, Hockey, hockey Rock. Rock. Hockey Winnipeg Rock style. Winnipeg. Yeah, that's right. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you got all the all the favorites there. You got your Randy Bachman doing a one called That's One Hot Russian Jet or something <laughs> like that in the style of You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. And uh, but we we really take to this Newmanin song um, by Harlequin. So uh let's let's go out on that and and this one goes out to all the this one's for the, the boys, boys uh, yeah. yeah this one's for the boys uh <laughs> thanks for tuning in to talking hockey the hockey talking show we uh you know aside from being your home of garage league of hockey uh sort of news gossip uh, what have you um you know we just uh we're, we're talking hockey uh of all manners so if you like what you hear uh give us a follow on instagram uh subscribe to the podcast tell your friends and uh, tune in every Monday at 5 on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg. And we'll see you next week. Keep your stick on the ice.
Oh, yeah.